your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast. It is June 28th, 2021. Your boy Q here with you. As always, you know you can hit me up on Twitter at your boy Q254. And of course, that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line is always wide open like some old school TV antenna 707-654-4693. Today's episode, before I get into it, is being brought to you by rockauto.com. Great selection, great low prices, all the parts your car is ever going to need, all from rockauto.com. Make sure you let them know that the Locked On Raiders podcast sent you so they know I'm doing my job to tell you much more about rockauto.com a little bit later on in the show. Coming up in today's show, segment number three, calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line. Got a ton of feedback from Friday as well as throughout the course of the weekend. So got a lot of feedback I want to get to coming up in segment number three. And speaking of feedback, segment number two got a really, really lengthy text message from Raider Gones. And uh, this was actually on the group meet text line that, that I'm a part of as well. And he sent me this text talking about SoFi Stadium, talking about Allegiant Stadium, a little bit of comparing and contrasting uh, not only the stadiums, but the tours that he went on. So I'm going to talk about that, explain it. I'm also going to let you hear Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. I had him on my radio show on ESPN and Fox Sports Central Texas on a Thursday of last week talking about both stadiums because he's been to both. And so anyway, we'll just talk all things those stadiums coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, news and notes kind of collected over the weekend, stuff that I heard and I just want to bring to the table. Before I get into any of that, though, I do want to tell you because right now you're probably saying, man, what's wrong? with your voice Q what happened what happened man I went to my buddy Otis's house over the weekend as we start to get you know a little bit more normal and normal get back to that sense of normalcy and I kind of say that in air quotes uh, Otis said hey man come on over got this uh, got a barbecue going you know got the pool and the wife was out of town so I said yeah you know what I'll go over there I'll hang out for a while and uh, jumped in the pool and we were playing volleyball and I'll tell you Raider Nation I am as competitive as it gets at everything. I don't care what it is. I am super duper competitive and I want to make sure I win or my team wins at everything. And so, uh, man, I had so much fun playing that volleyball game, but I will tell you as we played so many of the games and my team did win, but man, one, I'm uh, I'm definitely still sore. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not that, I'm not that young athlete that I, I thought I was, but all the trash talking that I was doing uh, from over the weekend, all the trash talking I was doing during that game, you would have thought it was like a, a, a and one mixtape where I was out there at Rucker Park or something, you know, playing hoops and, and talking trash. So I uh, definitely lost my voice temporarily uh, on Sunday or over the weekend, but it's all good. Uh, it's, it's gonna, it's working its way back. And Hey, all I got to do later on today is a three hour radio show. What can go wrong? Right now nah, it'll be all right. But, uh, So just kind of want to give you a little bit of a background on why I sound like a different dude today. It sounds weird to me. It's funny when I talk, just hearing myself in my own ears sounds really weird. But either way, enough about me. Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. One thing that I saw on Sunday I thought was really, really cool. We've been talking about Carl Nassib for a few shows now and the fact that he came out last week and said that he was gay and there's been a ton of support across the league, ton of support from the fan bases. And I don't mean just the Raiders fan base. I mean just fan bases across the league. And Carl Nassib jersey has been the number one selling jersey for you know a couple days well I was watching the Las Vegas Aces game on Sunday they were playing Seattle the game actually went to overtime it was a really really game a really really good game and uh, the Las Vegas Aces won but right there courtside was someone wearing a Carl Nassib jersey and I don't know who it was I didn't tune in at the very beginning of the game I caught it probably at the end of the fourth quarter and overtime but there was someone sitting right there 
Carl Nassib jersey right there courtside. And I was like, man, that just kind of goes back to tell you, you know, and I know that the jersey's been selling. So, of course, someone's got to buy them. But just to all of a sudden see, boom, Carl Nassib pop up. I never saw anyone in 2020 with a Carl Nassib Raiders jersey. I never did. And now all of a sudden there's so many of those out there. I think that that's really cool. Mark Davis was at the game as well as he is the, the owner of the Las Vegas Aces. And the other thing that I wanted to bring to the table, not just about Carl Nassib and the Las Vegas Aces, but – Man, there were so many fans at that game. There were so many fans, and they were so fired up. And I've talked about the Vegas Golden Knights and their atmosphere that they have at their games. But the LV Aces, man, they got it going on as well. Uh, the the PA guy had the crowd all, all pumped up, and there was a ton of fans there. And look, I'm in Central Texas, and I cover Baylor, women's basketball. Baylor Lady Bears have always been really, really good. Kim Mulkey was the longtime coach. Now she's at LSU. And that fan base gets excited. But... From my experiences, just my experiences, once the ladies leave college and they go on to the WNBA, the the fandom or the excitement for the team kind of kind of goes down the tubes a little bit. You know, it's kind of almost like an afterthought. But I'll tell you what, man, something about Las Vegas is so special that any kind of a pro team, I mean, these fan bases, these fans are all over them. And that, that crowd right there at the uh, Mandalay Bay was just unbelievable. So I don't know, maybe it's just because it was a Sunday in Vegas and there was something to do. But I'm just thinking of the Golden Knights. I'm thinking of what I saw with the Aces. And I'm thinking about the Raiders. If that's the kind of love that the LV Aces are getting, we already know about the crazy love that the Golden Knights get for good reason because they're a hell of a team. But... Man, if the Raiders can go in there, Legion Stadium this year, and be a damn good team and compete for the playoffs, compete for a shot at the playoffs, man, that stadium is going to be so loud. It's going to be so jumping. It's going to be so bananas. The city is going to be so bananas. So it is such an exciting thought just knowing what the potential could be, even by looking and judging it by a professional women's basketball game like I did on Sunday when I was watching the LV Aces defeat Seattle in overtime. Also want to touch on the rookie Divine Diablo real quick, something that we kind of talked about, I think, a week and a half ago or so. Uh, John Gruden had mentioned it during his little media session, his one media session he had during OTAs. Divine Diablo, they're hoping to get him back for training camp. Well, Vinny Bonsignor from Raider Nation Radio 920, I'm on his show all the time, also the Las Vegas Review Journal, he had put out on Twitter that the Raiders are monitoring an injury for Devon Diablo that he he apparently suffered during uh, OTAs. He said he did take part in all the offseason program, but is now injured, and the to- team is hoping that he's back for training camp. And the first thing I thought of was Tanner Muse. I'm like, oh, man, this is another guy that they were really, really high on and expected, you know, some good things from him. Of course, he's going to be a guy that's going to dominate special team or supposed to dominate on the special team side of things first, just like Tanner Muse was a year ago. And then we all know what happened. Tanner Muse never even saw the field, missed his whole rookie year. So hopefully that's not the case for Devon Diablo, but it sounds like it could be an injury that's kind of serious. Like I said, just kind of reading in between the lines. Uh, the Raiders aren't being very, very open about it. And uh, Vinny knows that it's an injury. So, I mean, it's just something, like I said, just to kind of monitor because you don't want to miss a whole year because of, you know, injury like Tanner Muse did. You want to be able to get these guys out there. If you're going to draft them, you want these guys to go out there and be able to compete for you. So hopefully, Divine Diablo is back in time for the start of training camp. But it's definitely something I'll continue to monitor and update here on the podcast. And my final little nugget I had for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast has to do with this Tom Brady situation, uh, him being on the shop, that undisputed show uh, where, you know, it's got all the different uh, stars or athletes or whoever it is, a lot of different people on there, and they're just kind of basically having an open conversation like you would have at a barbershop. And, of course, last week mentioned it about uh, him talking about a certain team. He didn't say what team it was, but he couldn't believe at the end of his free agency that they were going to stick with the starter that they had and uh, and not go with him. And so he goes to Tampa Bay and wins 
Lorenzo Ring and the rest is history. But, you know, it came out with the little audio and I played a little bit of the trailer. Well, there was a little bit more of the trailer that was released. And it's funny because I'm about to play the little soundbite for you. And you'll actually hear him say he wasn't going to go to the team anyway. A lot of Raider fans got all up in arms thinking that he was talking about the Raiders and they were so stupid to pass him up. But he'll say it. You'll hear it in just a second. He wasn't going to go to the team anyway that he's talking about. It was just one of those, I can't believe you're sticking with him and you're not going to go pursue me. Anyway, here's Tom Brady, a little bit further explanation of what he was saying. There was a story in free agency. One of the teams, they were interested and all of a sudden they weren't interested at the very end. I was sitting there thinking, you're sticking with that mother <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> Tom probably had no desire to go to that team, but now it's like, why don't you want me? Absolutely. Like, <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. When sure. I look back, I'm like, I just don't way I would have went to that team. <laughs> but they said they didn't want me, and I know what that means. I know what that feels like, and I'm going to f*** you up because of that. So there's Tom Brady right there. So you heard what he said. Look, I wasn't going. There's no way I was going to that team. And I don't care because he ended up going to Tampa Bay. I wasn't one of the Raider fans that was all up in arms. There was actually people that were hitting up Twitter like, the Raiders are so stupid. They had an opportunity to have another Hall of Fame quarterback, and they didn't even go get him. They didn't do it. They, they wanted to stick with Derek Carr. It's just folks that are just so stinking angry at Derek Carr. It's like everything has to go against the Raiders. So uh, according to multiple outlets, it actually wasn't the Raiders that he was talking about. Uh, Pro Football Talk, uh, Mike Florio and company, and they're hit or miss for me, but they've mentioned the 49ers, the Bears, and the Raiders. Benjamin Albright, who covers the Broncos, but he's a you know NFL insider uh, up in Denver, uh, he says it was the Titans. Either way, that's all to me, a bunch of he say, she say stuff. Regardless, you didn't hear Tom Brady in that, in that little segment right there say exactly who it was or that little soundbite say who it was. So like I said last week, don't really care as far as, you know, who, who or how he was feeling. He didn't go to the team. He went to Tampa Bay, won a ring. I'm sure he's pretty happy with them, and it is what it is. And so I just thought it was funny and wanted to play it because I think a lot of people needed to hear the fact that, look, he didn't want to go there anyway. He wasn't going to go there. And and that's really all that matters is that he wasn't going to go there, so there's no reason to, to cry over it when the situation never developed and it wouldn't have never developed. So either way, I just thought I would play that and pass that information along. And that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, SoFi Stadium versus Allegiant Stadium. Raider Gones, he had a statement, a pretty lengthy text that he sent me wanting to, wanting to share his experiences and his thoughts on the two stadiums. So we'll get into that, compare and contrast, coming up in segment number two. Before I get into that, though, I do want to tell you about betonline.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. Baseball season, NBA. Did you see the playoffs last night? Man, great action. NHL, UFC, MMA. It is all going on right now. So before the next pitch, before the next home run, the next slam dunk, three-pointer, whatever it is, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines. Get into the game. Again, head to the website using your mobile device or your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag. you got to use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's how you get that 50% welcome bonus again on your first deposit. Betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are, segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to talk about SoFi Stadium versus Allegiant Stadium. And this is really, I mean, first of all, I'll say, 
Two beautiful stadiums. Two great places that fans are going to enjoy this upcoming year. Of course, SoFi Stadium is where the Rams and the Chargers play. It's the Rams Stadium, but the Chargers share it with them. Stan Kroenke, the owner, uh, they got an amazing place there in L.A. Even NFL Network has a studio inside the stadium. think that that's really, really cool. Obviously, Allegiant Stadium is in Las Vegas where the Raiders play. So Raider Gones sent me a text message, a very long text message, that uh, he wanted to get onto the show. And so I thought we'd just go ahead and break it down and talk about it here in segment number two. So from Raider Gones, he said, what's up, Q? I wanted to bring a little something different to the pod and talk about my experience not wearing my silver and black glasses. Talking about the SoFi Tour versus the Allegiant Tour. He said, I'm not sure how other Raider diehards like myself are going to take this, but in my opinion... SoFi has a better stadium tour and possibly a better stadium. Says Allegiant felt rushed like there wasn't much time to soak in the experience. My favorite part was being in the locker room. I hated that we only got to be on the field for three to five minutes max. SoFi, we got a tour of different suites, luxury seats, and actually got to touch, sit on them. That was a big no-no in Vegas. When we got to the field part of the tour, we got to do a tunnel run and actually were allowed to spend as much time on field as we wanted. They had a bunch of activities to do on the field as well, like the 40-yard dash, field goal kicks, cone drills, throwing the football into targets, etc. Reflecting back, I believe SoFi has a better overall stadium. And for those who are going to question my loyalty, I've been a fan since I was in 7th grade, 01-02 season, and I have two Raider tattoos on my arm. My car is covered in Raider stuff. Keep doing what you do, Q. Everyone stay safe, Raiders. That's from Raider Gones. And so, in his opinion, the SoFi Stadium experience, as far as the tour went, was better than Allegiant Stadium. And you know, that's fine. I don't think that anyone's going to question your Raider fandom because you think that a tour was better by the SoFi Stadium folks. And that's just the, that's just the fan engagement people. You know what I mean? That has nothing to do with the, the team itself. That's just the fan engagement and, and how they decided to do things. And, you know, Las Vegas, obviously, is the entertainment capital of America. Uh, L.A. is no slouch either. You know, L.A. is very capable of doing some really good things. And so, uh, obviously, they probably thought about it, uh, you know, long and hard and decided this is exactly how we're going to do it. We're going to make it more of a, you know, a, a, a family fun day, almost experience. Like you said, you can be out there as long as you want to, where everything felt a little bit more rushed in Las Vegas. Look, I haven't been on either tour, and I haven't been at SoFi Stadium at all. I have been at Allegiant Stadium with no fans, and that was that Sunday night game against the Kansas City Chiefs. I tell you about that all the time. It's my only experience there, and I think it's a beautiful stadium. I think it's amazing. I think it's awesome, and I know it's the Raiders Stadium. It's their stadium in Las Vegas where the Rams and Chargers are going to be playing in SoFi, and as beautiful as that stadium is, they're not even the hottest ticket in town. The hottest ticket in town will always be the Lakers, followed by the Dodgers, and then maybe the Rams come in, in line. I don't know <laughs> at all well, what uh, what place the Chargers come in, but I know it's not anywhere close to the top. But with that being said, you know, Stan Kroenke poured a lot of money into that stadium. You know, he got that thing done, and it does from a distance look like a beautiful stadium. So I'm not mad at it. Either way you look at it, the Raiders and the Rams have two of the best stadiums currently in the NFL. Now, I've been to some other stadiums like Atlanta's, their new stadium where they held the Super Bowl, beautiful. Miami, when they held the Super Bowl there, beautiful. I was there. You know what I mean? Like, those are, are great stadiums. But the Raiders and Rams have, you know, the top two, top three, even top five. Even if you have a top five stadium in the league, that's great, especially when you went from the Raiders where they were in Oakland and they had the worst stadium in the league. You know what I mean? And now I think it's, uh, what, Soldier Field in Chicago is probably the worst one right now. And the Bears are kind of currently looking to see if they can make some moves and, and do some things that, to get up out of that stadium and have a better stadium experience. But, I mean, I think that the tours 
they just kind of it just it is what it is you know I mean maybe whoever decided that they were going to uh, put this thing together had more experience with this than the ones in in uh, Las Vegas I don't know who they hired for that part so maybe the next time they do a tour maybe they'll hear some feedback like this and hey they'll go back and they'll make the tour a little bit longer they'll say you can do this you can you know experience the suites you can and, and then you never know there's other reasons you never know what the ultimate reason why you know they couldn't they didn't want you to experience the suites why they didn't allow you to kick field goals or do the 40 yard dasher or what their reasoning is i mean every every stadium is different every team is different uh, everyone's got their own kind of rules and stuff and and look i mean as much as much as we want to have as much fun as possible and get the fans involved and i know they're going to be 100 percent uh you know in stadiums packed this year i mean you still wonder about the you know different protocols that are going on around the league and, and how different teams are handling it as well so maybe that played a factor into it i don't know i'm not saying that i don't want to use that as an excuse and i'm not going to make an excuse for the raiders either way I think that you probably actually are one of the few blessed that had the experience, uh, opportunity to experience both of them. Speaking of experiencing both of them, my guy Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network. Uh, again, I mentioned NFL Network has an actual studio there inside of SoFi Stadium. Of course it does, right? It's L.A. I would not you know, doubt if, uh, if the Raiders decide to put some kind of studio inside of their stadium at some point. Look, they're still actually doing some uh, work and some construction. Mark Davis's uh, owner suite is actually still being uh, more work being added to it. So maybe uh, they feel like that they got Got, you know, they got some more work to do before they, they let everyone go on the full meal deal. I don't know. Again, I don't know the reasoning behind it. But Omar Ruiz, who's been at both stadiums, uh, I asked him when he was on my radio show, I believe on Thursday of last week, talking about, you know, hey, how exciting is it going to be to have fans in both of these great stadiums? Matter of fact, you'll hear my question and you'll hear Omar's answer. Check it out. My final question for you, I know you've been to both of these stadiums, but these are brand new stadiums. They haven't had fans in it yet. Uh, so far there in L.A. and, of course, Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, how exciting and how fun will it be to see those places packed to the gills with fans this year? Oh, man. I mean, that's probably one of the most uh, exciting opportunities about this season is finally to see those stadiums full. And obviously it will be great to have you know, fans back in all you know 30 stadiums right. uh, around the league. But those two in particular after – you know, we've gushed about how cool those stadiums are this past year to see them filled up. And, and the the Rams had a minicamp practice, their final minicamp practice, as a matter of fact, a couple weeks ago out at SoFi Stadium. And, and I think they handed out about 35,000 tickets. They probably got about 30,000. Nice. Um, it was a free event, a lot of fans there. And just how loud it was, even with 30,000 fans, because the, if you guys remember or hearing about because the airport is close in L.A., they had to dig into the ground. So, essentially, the stadium is in a bowl. So, right. you know, the, the noise is kind of kept in there. So, that has potential to be a, a raucous atmosphere in addition to, you know, how beautiful the stadium is. But just in terms of football play with fans and what sort of impact they can have on the game, that seems to be a place because of that noise factor. It could be one of those, you know, like Seattle or Kansas City that we talk about. Mm. And then Vegas, obviously, is indoors. Right. So, you know, those stadiums uh, make a lot of noise. And, and you know, the, them partnering with the, the Vegas casinos with that nightclub there in the end zone, I just can't <laughs> wait to see that packed and, and what kind of scene it'll be in Vegas with all the different lounges and, and all the cool paraphernalia they have around the stadium featuring the Raiders' history and, and the Las Vegas style. So, yeah, to see those both of those stadiums, kind of filled and, and those fan bases going nuts is uh, 
is something I'm, I'm eagerly awaiting here this uh, upcoming season. So there you go right there. Omar Ruiz from the NFL Network talking about SoFi Stadium and Allegiant Stadium and you know comparing and contrasting them on his own and letting him be known that those are two of the best places and that he's going to enjoy seeing fans there. And Raider Nation, I think that you're going to love Allegiant Stadium so much regardless if the tour went well for you or if you know it didn't go well for you. Regardless, once you get in there and actually see a game, I think it's going to be such an amazing place. I'm so excited for that to be the home of the Raiders. And oh, by the way, they're not sharing a stadium with a professional team. They're not sharing a stadium with a baseball team. They're sharing the stadium, yeah, with UNLV, but that's it. That is it. And that is, I mean, that is the Raiders' home right there. So they finally have their own thing. And I know that, again, I've, I've been calling SoFi Stadium the Rams' home, but they're, they're sharing it with the Chargers, ultimately. You know, that's, that's just kind of what it is. It's basically like it's their house, and then the Chargers are paying rent. That's what that's that's kind of how that goes down. It's almost like having an apartment. But uh, man, I'm just from my experience. And again, it was a very small experience uh, just because there was no fans. There was only one game. I didn't go to a bunch of them. I only went to one last season. I mean, I just know for a fact how excited Raider Nation is going to be to get in there. And again, we talked about the atmosphere of the buildings and the uh, what they do there as far as entertainment goes in, in Vegas. And you heard Omar talking about the nightclub that's going to be there. And I know some Raider fans look at it like, there ain't no nightclub supposed to be in a Raider game. No, but it's, it's I mean, look, it's, it's some of the elements of Vegas, you know, and I think it's going to make that overall fan experience that you're talking about, Raider Gones, I think it's going to make it even more entertaining because look you could take your family there and you don't have to be involved in the you know in in the nightclub scene part of the stadium but if you want to come in from out of town and still get that nightclub experience you can do that and go to a game I mean there's just so many different things to like Uh, some of the artwork that's around the stadium that I was able to see when I was there was great and look I'll tell you you went on more of a tour than I did basically when I went it was like uh, lines on the on the ground you know there's arrows on the ground that said okay media you go this way this way that way boom stop at the elevator okay you wait here Uh, there was a couple of us that had to wait it took so many times for us to get up the elevator because they only allowed a couple at a time but I mean, it's just it just is what it is. You know, I just I could tell you from walking up to the stadium, kind of looking around the grounds and everything and just just being in that building and knowing that there's not a bad seat. That's the other thing. There's not one bad seat in the house. The way that they have it built, the way that they have it all kind of stacked up on top of each other. It's a very intimate type scenario and and seating scenario. So uh, when that thing gets cooking and gets loud and you start hearing Raiders, Raiders. When you start hearing that, it is going to be like times a bazillion. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it's going to be so stinking loud. I cannot wait to be there on the regular and be able to check that out. So, uh, yeah, just a little bit of fun on a Monday, a little comparing and contrasting of two of the best stadiums in the league right now in SoFi Stadium and Allegiant Stadium. Coming up in segment number three, your calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Before we get into that, though, I do want to tell you about a couple of great sponsors here on the Locked On Raiders podcast. And the first one is Built Bar, and they've got nine flavors to choose from. And if you've ever bought uh, anything from Built Bar, you they have your email address. So anytime they have one of the limited time flavors, they'll shoot you an email. But if you haven't bought anything and you want some of the limited time flavors, maybe coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, or salted caramel, maybe that's not the one you're looking for. Maybe you want... 
another one to pop up at some time. Just go to the website, BuiltBar.com. They always have limited time flavor offers all the time, like one day, two days, uh, you know, 12 hours, whatever. Just go ahead and check it out, BuiltBar.com, and you'll see that limited time flavor. But you get a mix box. You can get two bars of every flavor that I mentioned, so 18 total bars, 100% covered in chocolate, soft, easy to chew, really great taste and protein bar, just about tastes like a, a, a chocolate bar, like a candy bar, but it's good for you because, again, it's a protein bar. So uh, I like to put mine in the fridge. That's just how I prefer them, but everyone doesn't have to do the same thing as I do. You can just take them right out the box, boom, be good to go. So check them out today, BuiltBar.com. When you go to checkout, use the promo code LOCKED15. You'll save 15% off your order just like that. That's LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com. I also want to tell you about today's title sponsor, which is RockAuto.com, and I've been telling you about them for a very, very long time, family business. Serving auto part customers online for over 20 years. All you got to do is go to rockauto.com right now. Shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. And trust me when I say they've got everything. Engine parts, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, new carpet. Do you need carpet in your car? Look down at your car right now. Do you need some carpet? If you do, boom, they got you covered. Doesn't matter if you drive your car every single day or it's one that you just pull out of the, uh, the garage on Sunday. Everything you need is a few easy clicks away delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, super easy to navigate. You can quickly check all the parts available for your vehicle. You choose the brands, you choose the specifications, and most importantly, the prices that you prefer. That's right. The prices at rockauto.com are super low and the same for professionals as it is for do-it-yourselfers. So there's no reason to spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now. Check out all the parts available for your car, truck, and while you're there, it's a box that says, how'd you hear about us? You write Locked On Raiders Podcast. That's how they know that I sent you and that I'm doing my job. Great selection, great low prices. All the parts your car is ever going to need is at rockauto.com. Segment number three, it's on the way. I'm going to go grab some tea, and then we're going to do segment number three. <laughs> That's coming up next here on the Locked On Raiders Podcast. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team Every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Your calls and texts straight off the Locked On Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. I'm glad you're doing the heavy lifting in this segment. <laughs> I really am. There's nothing worse than a radio guy with no voice. Kind of can't really do your job, right? <laughs> you got to have a voice to be able to do your job, but I'll be okay. Drank a lot of tea. I'm going to continue to drink tea, and uh, I'll be back before you know it. And uh, I'll tell you, I'm not, I'm not missing no games. You know what I'm saying? Best ability is availability. I'm definitely going to be available. I'm not even, I'm not even doubtful. I'm probably, I guess I'd be probable if I was on the injury report right now, I'd be probable, or maybe I wouldn't even be listed. Let's put it like that. I'm, I'm definitely going to make, make it happen. No worries about that. So let's go ahead and start things off. Let's start off with a call. Timothy in the A18. He's calling to talk about Damon Arnett and what his concerns are with him and what he hopes to see from the second year defensive back out of Ohio State. And then he also speaks on Carl Nassim. Here he is, Timothy in the 818. Hey, what's going on, Q? It's your boy Tim, Timothy calling uh, from the 818. You know, just hitting you back up, man. It's been a little second since I called, uh, taking my walk. Yeah, man, Damon Arnett. You know, the jury's still out on him. It was a short year, COVID year, you know, all the, all the, you know the story. Everybody knows the story. You know what I mean? I don't need to go through that. But, you know, it, it, it's, I think for him, it was more like a, uh, it was more like a fundamental thing. He sticks his head in there. You know what I mean? The boy sticks his, his neck and his face all up in there. And, um, he's got to get that up, man. He's got to, he's got to clean that up because, uh, like you said a few, a few pods ago, you're going to look up and you're going to have five, six concussions, man. And that's not, you forget football. That is, you know, your quality of life will be done after that. Not done, but you know, definitely going to be affected in a negative way. So Damon Arnett, man, I hope he, I hope he's been working on that. I hope with, with, you know, the new, the new D coordinator and the new staff 
they really were able to kind of point out some things maybe that he wasn't being told last year or that, you know, maybe he was coached that way. And I know, you know, I play ball, so when you're coached a certain way to do it, you, you naturally, that's like an instinct that you just go to, you know what I mean? And it's hard to break those things. But, man, I want to see that kid have a long career and, and, and turn into, you know, turn into a, a high, you know, make everybody wrong. And we did take a, a, a good pick when nobody else was paying attention. You know, I think I think our organization needs that because we need one of these rookies to, to, to show that you know we were doing our homework, man. But other than that, I just wanted to touch on the you know the Carl Nassib, uh come out story. You know, I, I don't have no discrimination or anything. I just hope that uh, his head is is in the game, man. You know, um, otherwise he was one of those cats that I was like cut his ass. You know, and now I almost feel like. In a way, we're kind of handcuffed to him, and we're not able. If if we do cut him, we're gonna get some negative blowback on that. You know what I'm saying? But but honestly, outside of personal stuff, you know, his his play is where I'm concerned. You know, and 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 he the guy just didn't he he wasn't cutting the mustard. You know, so anyway, you know, good for him. You know that he's in a space where he he feels comfortable. You know. Maybe he didn't feel comfortable with Tampa Bay or the other teams he was with, but he felt comfortable when he was with with, with the Raiders to come on out and and and, say, and keep it real, you know. So, anyways, man, that's all I got. Q. Uh, appreciate everything you do. Um, love love the pod you've been putting out, bro. Uh, take care of yourself, man. All right, let's go Raiders. There he goes. That's Timothy in the 818. And as far as Damon Arnett goes, yeah, I mean, I agree. He needs to take a big step forward this year. And uh, that's the only way he's going to hold on to his spot. And that's a good thing. He needs that competition. Uh, as far as Nassib goes, you know, I've heard multiple folks talk about the Raiders being able to cut or unable to cut him now uh, without getting that blowback. But honestly, I think it would be worse if he was showing that he wasn't performing very well in training camp and they held on to him. And then it kind of looked like, well, you know, they only kept him because he's gay. Like, that would be worse. Like, nobody wants that. And, and he doesn't want that. He just wants to be treated just like everyone else. Well, everyone else in the league, if they're not good and they can't get it done, they'd be released. That's just how the NFL goes. And if he doesn't do his end of the bargain, then the Raiders will probably move on from him as well. I mean, I just, I don't, I don't see it in that scenario where it's going to be any kind of negative PR if the Raiders were to move on from him. I mean, and if it is, shame on the people that are doing it. And I don't think the Raiders really care. I wouldn't. Hey, I'd say, look, the guy wasn't cutting it. We have all these guys. We had 90 guys in camp and he wasn't one of the best 53. And I think that's as, as, as clear-cut as you can get. It's it. He wasn't one of the best 53, so he moved on from him. And if he makes a team, he was one of the best 53. I think it's that simple. But that's just me. So, anyway, we'll, we'll see how it all shakes out. But I, I wouldn't feel too bad about that at all or, you know, or even concerned about that. Thank, thanks for the call, my man. Next up, I got a text from Chef Nick in Denver. Hey, Q. Chef Nick from Denver here listening to Friday's show. I'd rather our owner be in the news for getting in a small fender bender than caught in a prostitution sting that involved human trafficking. <clears throat> Patriots, just saying. Have a great weekend. Raiders. Man, that, that Raiders is pretty hard to do with no voice. <laughs> but either way, and you're right, Nick. Again, I don't even know why it became such a big deal that Mark Davis got into a, you know, into a, a small minor fender bender. And a lot of people were talking about him because he was driving his own car and that he didn't have a driver. It's like, okay, he, he can't just be humble and just get in the car and drive himself. He's got to have a driver. That's just, I, I just think it was another opportunity for someone to try to goof on him because that's what everyone tries to do. And of course it gives folks the opportunity to talk about the Raiders is just blowing up in a, in a major, major way. But again, I, I don't think it was a very big deal at all. Uh, next up is a call from Paul in Bakersfield. He's calling to talk about fans' criticism of the games, the quarterback, or the defense, and has a question for myself and Raider Nation. Here he is, Paul, hitting us up out of Bakersfield. 
Yo, what up, Q? This is Paul the Barber, man, from Bakersfield, California. Uh, it's been about a year since I called, man. I just want to say what's up, man. Um, been listening to the podcast still every day. Thank you for keeping us entertained uh, during the slow part of the off season with the Raider news and updates and everything like that. Um, good content, man. Everything's going good. Put some of my clients uh, on the podcast, so shout out to you, bro. But uh, I just had a question, man, and um, you know, you hear a lot of I'm hearing a lot of criticism on Carr and the defense, which you know, which is um, understandable at times. But like, what I want to know from Raider fans that are listening, or just any Raider fan in general, is how many times do you guys watch the game? Um, and also, you too, Q. Like, how many times do you watch the game um, after Sunday? Like me personally, um, I feel like one, watching it one time on Sunday is not enough to criticize a player. Um, I record the game. I watch it three, four times throughout the week. You know, I'm no coach or anything like that. I'm not saying I'm an expert, but just to assess like what happened wrong on, on a certain play. Like if there was a, you know, a turnover, uh, a missed block or a sack, a sack fumble, like who missed that block? Was it Richard? Was it, you know, Denzel good or whoever, you know, um, on a, on a car overthrow or interception, did so-and-so run the wrong route? Was it, was it all car? Was it on the receiver? Like, I feel like certain fans got to slow down on uh, critiquing players and they got to actually watch the game multiple times to see, you know, what these coaches see. Cause a lot of times we criticize coaches, like, why are we playing him? Or why did they call this? Because, well, they, they watch more film than we do, you know? So I just don't understand certain, cause I have some clients that criticize Derek Carr. And I asked them, how many times did you watch the game? They said, oh, just one time. Oh, well, well, that's the answer, man. Did you, you actually got to watch to see what happened, you know, from different angles, you know. But I'm just saying, Q, you know, you get. I hope you get my question. But, yeah, that's the question. You know, how many times do you watch the game before you have an opinion on something? So appreciate, appreciate you, Q. Keep doing your thing. Have a good one, man. Late. There he goes, Paul the Barber calling out of Bakersfield. Thank you so much for the call, my man. I appreciate you, and I, I totally understand your question. And – I think the best way for me to answer, and I can only speak for me, I obviously can't speak for Raider Nation, but they're free to chime in, 707-654-4693. I watch the game, and I form an opinion, good or bad, and I form an opinion throughout the course of the game. Uh, the way I watch the game, I really I, I consider myself kind of studying and taking a bunch of mental notes, and that doesn't matter if it's the Raider game, if it's a college game, if I'm at, if I'm working a game. I mean, it doesn't matter. It's just kind of what I do. I, just, I, I develop my uh, opinions as the game's going, and that's why usually when it's a Raider game, I really don't want to be around a ton of people because instead of being able to focus and lock in on the game, you know what I mean? Then usually you're talking and you're, you know, whatever. So a lot of times, even at the house and I'm watching the game, it'll just be me and the wife and that'll be it. You know, maybe we'll have one friend come over too, but I'm very, very quiet and I just kind of uh, observe the game, you know, and just that's, that's what I do. I study it. But again, that's just me. Um, now, sometimes I'll go back and look at certain areas. I'm not going to go back and replay the game multiple times unless it's just something that, oh man, this is such a great game. I got to go relive it. But for the, for the most part, I, I don't do that. I'm not going to lie to you and say that I do. And, and I don't think that you have to do that to be able to form an opinion. Now, uh, for you to go over it and, and watch it multiple times and then develop an opinion, that's great because then you could probably feel like, hey, I got my bases covered. But I don't think everyone needs to do that. I think everyone watches the game and forms an opinion uh, their own way. You know what I mean? And I, I think that if you're forming an opinion about the defense, I don't think you needed to watch it multiple times and know that it was not very good. 
it stunk in 2020. I mean, you know what I mean? It's just bottom line. And they know that. That's why they went out and addressed what they had to address, and that's why they got a new defensive coordinator. And I think that anyone who watches the game knows who Derek Carr is. I mean, you don't have to watch Derek Carr four times in one game before you say, okay, this is what I think of him. I mean, he's, he's a good quarterback. I'll, he's a good quarterback. He's not elite, but he's a good quarterback. Um, and, and I think that's just the bottom line. I think that that's kind of um, understood at this point. You know what I mean? I don't think that anyone's really arguing that. Do some people want an upgrade and want uh, a better quarterback? Sure. You know, and do some people just say, hey, it's D.C. or nothing? Sure. And that's okay, too. So I guess it depends on what you really want to do. Uh, Quick story. I I actually almost took a job with Pro Football Focus one time, and I realized how many times I'd have to watch the game and how long it took to actually break it down and what they had to go through. And it was great. I'm glad that I went through the interview process, and I'm glad that I, you know, actually was able to, um, you know, start to develop and start to learn a little bit of what they do and how they do it and realize how tedious and how long their job is. And I, I, I honestly just don't have the time. <laughs> I can sit here and tell you all the, all the different jobs I do, and it could be a whole segment in itself. But uh, I don't have the time to, to watch games four or five times. I just don't. But I'm glad you do, and I think that's uh, awesome. And it's, it helps you with your analysis of the game, and that's, that's great. So if that's, that's how you get it done, that's how you get it done, man. Shout out to you. I'm not mad at you. So I definitely appreciate that call. And uh, again, anyone in Raider Nation want to feel free to chime in and respond to Paul, the barber in Bakersfield, please do at 707-654-4693. One more text before the show gets wrapped up. Let's go from uh, Geese Mode Keith from the 669. I'm glad he sent me a text because I always get his name wrong when he calls. I always say Beast Mode. It's Geese Mode Keith from the 669. So here we go. Hey, Q. Geese Mode Keith from the 669 coming at you again with a couple quick hitters today. Shouts to Little Q on the next step in his journey. Secondly, let's talk about Mr. Clutch, quarterback in the league. No, I'm not talking about Brady or Breeze before, but I just wanted to speak on a stat Vinny B was highlighting last week. That's 20 fourth quarter comeback wins, an NFL record. Our dude Carr has proven he can ball out even with the chips stacked against him. So let's go ahead and pay the man. The last stat line starts with the number 40. That's 40% of LGBTQ kids seriously consider suicide each year. So my hat's off to Carl Nassau for his courage and being a standout hero in a league that isn't historically diverse in this way. Some things are bigger than the game and his voice gives hope to these kids and I think Raider Nation and the league can all get behind this. At the end of the day, if you can ball out, things like this should be a no factor. So let's rally up. Let's go Raiders. That's from Geese Mode Keith from the 669. And thank you so much for that uh, text, my man. And yeah, Derek Carr has done that. Uh, 24th quarter comebacks. That's a big time stat right there. And what I've always said about that is it shows that if he's close at the end of the game, the Raiders have a great chance to win. They could steal a lot of games because Derek Carr, he doesn't really think. I don't think he thinks when it's like that close. I think he just goes and does it. You know what I mean? Like there's certain guys that get flipped into a certain mode. And I think because, well, the, the you know, time's against him. It's, it's, it's up against the wall, you know, backs against the wall. And he's just got to go ahead and make some plays. And he does it. If they're, you know, four or five points uh, behind at the end of the game, I feel really good that Derek Carr could bring him back, and he's proven it time and time again. You're absolutely right about that, and I think at some point the Raiders probably will give him extension. I don't know when it's going to be, but I do believe they'll give him extension sooner rather than later. And, yeah, that, that percentage of the LGBTQ kids that seriously consider suicide, uh, that, man, that stinks. That does. So I love that Carl Nassib donated $100,000, uh, you know, to the fund, uh, to that foundation to try to help out. And then the NFL matched it. I thought that was great as well. And I started off the show talking about Carl Nassib and the jersey that I saw when I was watching the LV Aces game and that so many people have backed him up and embraced him. So I think that that's really, really cool. Great way to end the show. So thank you so much for that text. So that's all I got for you today. Uh, coming up tomorrow, hopefully I'll have my voice back. I'm going to continue to drink some tea, so I should be all right. But 
Uh, either way you look at it, we'll be back here on the Locked On Raiders podcast with more news and notes of the day, more calls and texts straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, and definitely have a lot more conversation pieces. We get closer and closer to the end of the month, closer and closer to training camp. So until then, Raider Nation, continue to do what you do. Stay safe, and as always, just win, baby.